previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. I'm also starting to challenge myself. Like I'll still do like the, you know, like a 15K or a half marathon, uh-huh. but I started doing ultra marathons. Ooh. Yeah. What's that? They call it an ultra marathon when it's over 26 miles, but what they should call it is unnecessary. Yeah, right. <laughs> Hello? No one needs to do that. back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, hey Littles. Littles. Roxy, jam-packed episode. Jam-packed. Probably one of the more jam-packed that we've had in a long time. So much to get to. But as they say on the big show, A1 Above the Fold has to be this for us. Summer of Littles 4 is calling out the Littles interested in hosting a venue in their locale on Saturday, August 6th. Obviously, this is from our good friend Bob Walsh. He writes, in 2021, Summer of Littles 3.1 saw more than 200 Littles turn out at 40 venues in the UK, US, and Canada to celebrate our community. Summer of Littles 4 promises to be even bigger. And I'm going to throw and better in there. Oh, yeah. Hosting is easy as picking a location and committing to being there at 5 p.m. on August 6th. Summeroflittles.com will get the word out for you, as well will we. Yes. Now, I love this. Roxy writes, Chuck and Roxy ad-lib, describing their experience as hosts and the event as a great way to meet fellow Littles in person. Well, I mean, if you want describing the event as just saying, hey, Maeve, you do everything. That was my experience. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, I know you you and Maeve rocked that I out. D- I did a bunch. Yeah. yeah you and yeah. Maeve together. Um, we met at Party City, got balloons, went all out, rode those- the subway with our balloons. It was great. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> and for those who don't know, Maeve is Bob Walsh's daughter who yes. lives in Brooklyn. She is awesome. I think she still lives in Brooklyn. Yeah, she's uh-huh. amazing. And so she helped us up. Hosting was great. It was so fun. I mean, I still had to work. So I-, I literally came from the matinee. Got there at five. I was there, as it says, I had to be. Yep. Had a great time for a couple hours, and then I had to get back to work. Yep. Do another show. But, I mean, New York City's the place to be for this. Sure I mean, is. As we know. So We were the last party to shut down. I mean, and that's even the people on the West Coast, I yeah. think. Because when I got back after my show at 11, things were still hopping on the deck outside. Oh, yeah. We at, got at, to go outside. It was awesome. Hurley. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, we were still going. We, I got to join in, and we hung out for another at least a couple hours yeah. at Hurley. So, yeah. we were going until the I wee think hours. they kicked us out. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. <laughs> But it was a lot of fun. So, yes, we highly encourage. Our experience was fantastic. And we highly encourage you to host an event. I'm not sure what's going on with us yet, but yep. we'll see. Yep. Uh, probably. I mean, yeah. maybe you out there. <laughs> <laughs> but no, seriously, it's a lot of fun. You're not going to want to miss it. And even if you don't want to host, make sure you attend one because they are so much fun. Yep. And he continues on. If you are interested in hosting a venue on August 6th, reach out via email to summeroflittles2 at gmail.com. Now, that's summeroflittles, the number two at gmail.com and you can always get details about the event by visiting where summeroflittles.com yeah and then he closes it's like little lee gordon says finally august has a holiday that's right so make sure you check out the website get in touch with bob walsh be a host yeah it's really fun and if there's a couple of you that co-hosts i know a couple you don't have to do it alone yeah you don't have to do it alone there's people that'll be out there to help you i'm sure all right let's move on real quick shout out sam angel yeah. Nice enough to reach out to me. He was here in the city. Uh, unfortunately, Roxy wasn't back from her big weekend, four-day weekend. <laughs> I know. Which, I'm sorry. I missed you. Which we'll get to later in the show. But he, uh, nice enough, he was coming to see something in your neck of the woods at Radio City Music Hall, Roxy. Oh, cool. I think it was the Grateful Dead uh, tribute or something like that. Or no, oh. one of the original members was playing there, I think. Oh, nice. Yeah. And uh, so we met up for a quick... Uh, it was really short because I was in between shows. Yeah. But uh, yeah. it was really nice to finally meet him Good. in person because we've already met him way back when on episode... Episode 79 on August 21st, I believe it was. And the episode was called Just Bury Everything. So if you haven't met Sam Angel yet, make sure you head on back over and search out that episode yeah. of the podcast. Yeah. And you'll get to meet Sam. And next, Roxy, I just wanted to issue a formal apology. Uh-oh. To, what'd you do? Uh, it's, it's not what... Well, it's kind of <laughs> me. I kind of slacked because I don't have an intern. We all know I don't have an intern. We all know Chuck needs an intern. And let the supply windle down on the uh, stickers. Oh, so our whoops. last like five guests have not yet received stickers or any thank yous from us for appearing on the Loyal Little We apologize. 
the Swagmaster, Rob Colpine, he's still, he's on it. He's yeah. on it. So yeah. we're, we've ordered more stickers. We're hoping to get even newer ones actually too soon, mm-hmm. but those are on the way. We do apologize because we do appreciate you all for coming on to meet the littles and we like to give out little treats. Yeah. And uh, You'll get them as soon as possible. We will. We promise. <laughs> they're, they're on their way, so to speak, but they're not in the mail yet, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> as Ch- Tiny yes. Chuck would say. Right. So, all right, now let's get to the business at hand, uh, Roxy. Winners and losers. Yep. First of all, the game. NCAA tournament's over. Mm-hmm. I was shocked. A lot of people complained about it. I know Tony at one point said the 920 start was just crazy. I mean, I think he stayed up for a little bit of it. I personally selfishly loved the 920 start. Right. Because that's about when I'm about midway through act two of my show. Yep. So by the time I got out of the theater and was heading home, it was at halftime. Yep. So I was like, oh, this is great. I'm going to get to home and and watch the rest of the game, the whole Mm -hmm. game. Now, Roxy was out. I was out. But that's a whole other story, which we'll get to (laughs) later on. Now, but here's the thing. So I look at my phone to make sure it's still halftime. And oh my God, the score was 40 to 25. I was like, Mm -hmm. what the hell happened here? Yeah. Like this was, I I started thinking like, oh, this is actually, it's a good story. The eight seed. I wonder when the last time an eight seed, if ever, I'm pretty Mm -hmm. sure they have, uh, has won the NCAA tournament. Actually, I don't think they have. And I thought, you know, and I, I'm always anybody but Duke and, you know, yeah. love Coach K. But anybody you know, but North Carolina obviously always has a little soft spot for me. And I like Roy Williams and I know he's not coaching there now. But anyway, unbelievable. By the time I got home, Roxy, it was like a seven point game. Wow. And it was just a great game right down to the end, back and forth, back and forth. And then, uh, you know, and Carolina had a chance to tie it on the last second, but it didn't go. Anyway, that's as much as X's O's we're going to get. It was a good game. <laughs> I'm glad for the people that turned it off. And I'm wondering because a lot of people probably did. They're like, like, this is not even a game. I'm I'm going to go to go watch CBS or something else. (laughs) So anyway, but let's get to our little loyal littles bracket challenge. Huge success this year. Yeah. We Uh, had a lot of people involved this year. Yeah. Lots of people. And so we have our winners. So we're going to announce the top five. Mm -hmm. Uh, We're going to give prizes out to the top three. Yep. Okay. So these are the top five who actually knew what they were doing. We have the winner. Now, this was interesting. I didn't deep dive into it, but I guess it went to a tiebreaker because our top two people had a final score of 1,070 points. Whoa. Yeah. I mean, we'll get to our scores in a little while. That's pretty amazing. (laughs) 1,070 points. And that was the winner of the Loyal Littles Bracket Challenge was get you out on these pick. Now, I, I'd like to say if, if that had proper grammar, I might have picked that as one because I mm. didn't when I read that quickly, I was like, I don't get this. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Maybe he there's won. only a certain number of characters you can have. He's like, screw you. It doesn't matter. Right. I won. So I <laughs> now or it could be a she. I don't know. The name on the account is ESPN. I'm going to read all these numbers because they won. Six, three, eight, five, nine, four, seven, six. The username is ESPN six, three, eight, five, nine, four, seven, eight. Wouldn't that be hilarious if that was like Tony with a code? code account that'd be amazing that'd be amazing so anyway you are the winner now the tricky part is sir or miss you have to get in touch with us because we have no idea who you are (laughs) so reach out to us tweet at us email us wtfcpodnet at gmail.com that's probably the best way email us and we'll get your information we'll get your prize out to you came in second very generous gentleman who actually gave us a prize to give out last year so he actually already said he'll just keep his book as his prize but (laughs) we're going to give you a little something else do you serve food here Aww. Came in second. He also had 1,070 points. So that's Mr. Rich Ottinger, of course. Yep. Now you did have different final scores. So I guess I didn't look at the final score. So I guess you lost on the tiebreaker, Rich. So that kind of sucks. But, but uh, that's congratulations. Close. That's Great a job. kick-ass bracket. Then we have in third place, final Fordle, Sam Angel. Speaking of Sam. Nice. He had 1,040 points. Cool. So these are all great. And then we had in fourth and fifth place, we had Super Hofwaff Saliza 2. <laughs> no idea who that is. They had 990 points. And then in fifth place of the Loyal Littles Bracket Challenge, we had the name Bringing Up the Rear with 980 points. Do you know who that is? No. You have no idea? No. Cool Aunt Claire. No way. Yes. Cool Aunt Claire finishes in fifth in the Loyal Littles Bracket Challenge. That's so, great. Congratulations. Those top three. So we need Sam, Rich, and whoever you are, ESPN, 638-59476. Please reach out to us and we'll get you your prizes off. Now for our favorite portion of this. Yep. Our bracket name challenge. Yes. Bracket name challenge. We had, now this is interesting. After we picked, I looked these up. Okay. So we had the tuna melts, as we were saying. Uh-huh. Now, I looked it up again and it actually said the tuna melters. Oh, whoops. So I think it's the same one. But we're going to get back to that I think in a it's second. the same one because there was only one that I remember that was about tuna melts. Right. So then we had cold cheese pizza. Uh-huh. Final Fordle. Uh-huh. And Tootie the Turtle. Nice. Is that right? Yeah. I'm going to roll with that. Good job. Okay. 
Practice makes perfect. Absolutely. Okay, so we had it down to those four. Now, so I started looking. I'm curious who these names are. The tuna melts? Tuna melters? Yeah. That's Ritz. No. I'm like, Ritz, what are we doing here, man? Come on, man. Now, it's not his fault. No. Because in the original, we asked him to vote, and I don't think he voted for himself, but we thought it was a great name. So we all, we put him in like the Sweet 16, then the Big (laughs) 8, now he's in the Final Four. I mean, but you can't win. You're you're a third wheel here, you know. So anyway, we'll get to those scores in a second. So, but anyway, so we have Cold Cheese Pizza, Final Fortal, and Tootie the Turtle as our final three. Yep. Final two, we narrowed it down to Cold Cheese Pizza and Tootie the Turtle. Those were in our big championship match, and we had a Loyal Littles podcast first. I think it would be an NCAA tournament first ever. We had a tie. We couldn't decide. So, I mean, I was obviously was pulling for cold cheese pizza. Roxy here was rooting for Tootie the Turtle, of course. So we're just, we're just, screw it. It's our show. We can do whatever the hell we want. We're going to give a prize out to both of you. So cold cheese pizza, Tootie the Turtle, whoever you are, reach out to us. Let You're us also know. getting a prize. Yep. There you go. All right. And then for those who even probably don't care, the third wheels and us, we, we played along. And uh, I'd like to announce that Ritz. Really good. 600 points. He topped all co-hosts. Oh, in the whole bracket? For us. For yeah, us. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 600 points. So he was tied for 32nd wow. out of all those brackets, okay? Then we get down to... Oh, yes, I was last. Tiny Chuck oh. was next. He was in 88th with 450 points. Now, I didn't even bother with our points, Roxy, but Roxy at number 100. All right. All right. All right. Chuck, nice me. round number. <laughs> I'm at 107. Nice. So I pull up the rear... <laughs> And the co-hosts and third wheels and all that stuff. Yeah, I just sucked at this. But I just, you know. You know what? It's funny. You can look at all the stats you want. And yes, they're helpful. But honestly, every team has to show up. Like, there's only so much strategy that you can have. The teams have to show up. And if they don't, then you're screwed. Yeah. And I'm just glad we had some decent games, especially towards the end. It was really exciting. And that whole Duke-Carolina situation was just amazing. Mm -hmm. So we're really excited about that. Yeah. All right, Roxy, we already have to get out of here and meet the littles, but real quick, and we'll get to all the emails. We had lots of stuff. We'll do that in the last part, but real quick, one that was random. I loved it. Someone wrote in, it was Todd Takei tweeted us. He said, hey, Loyal Little Spot, I want to hear Roxy's reaction to at Pablo Torre going double hyphen in what's the word on PTI. No. <laughs> now, Ta- she was away, so she didn't see that, luckily. She was but out. that infuriates me. <laughs> she was on her little bachelorette getaway. Weekend. Uh, more than a weekend. Extravaganza. It was, it was like four days. <laughs> but so she missed that. But I was thinking of that, and it's so funny because I, that tweet came in right, like literally minutes after I was thinking like, oh, it's a good thing Roxy wasn't here for that. Double hyphen, the nerve. The nerve. The nerve. How dare you, sir? <laughs> All right. <laughs> Roxy, let's get out of here because it's now time to... Meet the Littles. This is Craig Jones, and you're listening to the Loyal Little Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. episode by the one and only Jason Fuse and this song is called I don't want more I want better now if you like what you hear and we know you do you can find Jason on Twitter at judo fuse that's j-u-d-o-f-u-s-e you can find all his stuff on reverberate just search Jason Fuse and you can also find him on Bandcamp Spotify iTunes pretty much anywhere you get your music just search Jason Fuse And as always, we'll play the full song, I Don't Want More, I Want Better, at the end of the podcast. All right, all you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy newbie here yeah we're very excited about this yeah please welcome to the podcast jason massart hey jason how's it going 
It's going great. How are you two? We're hanging in there. I We're said the name right, right? Yes, sir, you did. Okay. It's mass art. It's like it's two words basically. All right. I love it. Now, now we think know. That, you think that's easy for Chuck to remember, but since it's now two words instead of just one, it's, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. I was very close when I read your email. Yes. You were very close both very times. Very close. Yes. yes. Now, first things first, your signature is flawless. Just throwing that out there. I know the Littles didn't need to know that, but I don't know. Roxy here, look at this. Something about that. It's just beautiful. Whoa. Well, I appreciate that. I've always, I've always actually prided myself on my penmanship. Yeah, your penmanship is incredible. But see, here's the problem. Now we know you're not a doctor, and, no, you're, pro- I'm not. and you're probably not in show business. That's what I can tell by that signature. <laughs> <laughs> but some things we're going to get into. We're going to. Well, you know what? We should do the normal. Let's turn it over to you. And introduce yourself to all the loyal Littles out there. Because Littles, he filled out the form. Mm -hmm. Oh, he filled out the form. So we've got tons to talk about. But Jason, take it away first. Well, my name is Jason Massart. And I'm from a really, really small rural town in Wisconsin. Uh, The town is called Melrose, Wisconsin. It's maybe 600 people. When I'm saying small, I'm saying very small. I actually work for a company that builds components for the military. We build components for John Deere company, all the large construction companies, essentially. We actually do not have a product line of our own. We were just a steel fabrication company, essentially. I've been married for 17 years to my wife, Jennifer, and we have two children, 13 and nine, all three of which I managed to coax into doing NCAA brackets this year. All right, well, let's go all over and start here because you're a new listener and you wrote into the show, which was very exciting for us. So we appreciate that. And you were commenting about something you were catching up and I was talking about my plants that would never grow on the 34th floor. So you gave this great email about bee pollination. Yep. And on your form, it says you're a beekeeper. Yeah, that's correct. About 10 years ago, my wife and I, we had decided that uh, we wanted to try it. And so we took a beekeeping course and we had bought the literature, but we lived in the city. So we didn't know if we wanted to get into it. So we held off. And about four years ago, we finally took the plunge and we built our house. So we, we built a house out in the country on on my wife's family land. Mm. And now we own two acres out here, plus he owns 200 plus. So we finally bought the hardware and all the equipment and we started beekeeping last year. We purchased three nucleuses, which are essentially five frames of bees. And we managed to get them far enough along that I was able to split them once. And we took four hives into winter. And well, obviously with all of that happening, we I did a ton of research on it. And that was part of where my podcasting had actually become and where I actually started to get hooked on podcasts. And I just tried to learn as much as I could. And that was just one of those Jeopardy type of questions that I happened to run across that always stuck with me about pollination services. And so you're saying that it's needed for these plants to grow. It's not essential, but it is needed. Tomatoes are a weird plant. Tomatoes can be wind pollinated. So they can be pollinated by wind, but bumblebees have the ability to do what's called buzz pollination. Honeybees do not have that ability, but it's required by bumblebees or any kind of butterfly that may. What will happen is the insect will land right on the flowering part of the plant and they'll actually vibrate their entire body, which actually stimulates the plant to release the pollen. And as the insect takes that pollen, it disperses some of the either the male or the female part of the plant, which actually fertilizes the plant. And that's what actually generates the fruit to grow. This is so fascinating. Fascinating. This takes me back to, I believe it was third grade science class when we had bees. They were dead, sadly, but we had them on sticks and we were rubbing them on. We were trying to pollinate. What? Something. I, maybe they weren't dead. I don't know. But we tried to pollinate and learn about pollination in third grade. And I thought it was really cool. What school did you go to? It was elementary school. <laughs> I don't no, know. I just remember you can, you can actually pollinate yourself. You uh-huh. can actually, you can. You can actually pollinate just rubbing the flowers together. If yeah. you, as long as you have a male and a female. And that's exactly what you're talking about. Uh-huh. So you didn't have to kill the bees, right? I also really liked <laughs> learning about the anatomy of plants. I thought yeah. I thought it was so cool. Also, I have to say, when I was reading your email before reading it on air, I think you used the term pollinator at yes. one point. 
And I don't know why it made me giggle. I think that would be a really kick-ass superhero name, The Pollinator. <laughs> I don't know. I think that would be funny. Well, I got a chuckle. I didn't want to use just bees in general yeah. because bees aren't the only ones that pollinate. And when, when people think of pollinators, the first thing they think of is bees. Well, it's not the case. Yeah. Butterflies do it. A lot of, <laughs> unfortunately, the ones that we don't want to think about, wasps and hornets, uh, they do it too. So they, they do serve a purpose. Well, what do they pollinate? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, Around my house, they don't pollinate anything. I take care of them. Right, exactly. Yeah. Wow, this is so fat. Because I grew up on a farm. So yeah, sure. Chuck here loves to... I have a green thumb. I just have not been able to I utilize know, this it. This is something I only discovered recently about you, not because of experience, but because of just you talking about it. Two years ago, we were down in Tennessee for the summer, and you tried to germinate seeds. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. just... Hearing you say the word germinate just gave me the biggest chuckle. Speaking of third grade, I don't remember when we did this, but you got the the soda bottle, the two liter. You yeah. cut the top off, or you yeah. cut the, you know that whole thing, and you you do it that way, and you stick them out there. And now I also did it. She, I don't think you'd ever seen this, where you put the seeds between pieces of wet paper, paper towel, towel and put it under light. That's exactly what I was going to tell you. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. how we do germinate. Ours, yeah. we just take a piece of paper toweling, you wet it on both sides, you, you put the seeds in between, just spaced yeah. out far enough, and they'll sprout inside that paper toweling, and then you can plant them once the root starts to appear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Well, yeah. so we know that Chuck will be doing all the gardening <laughs> because I don't like dirt, worms, or yes, bugs. Yes, I've heard. <laughs> I, I've heard that from before. All right. So where to go? Well, you you brought up your wife and how you yes. both went into this together. Now you haven't. How you? How did you meet your wife? Well. It, I've got one of those interesting stories in the fact that I think I did it before it was cool. I actually met her on an online dating service. Okay. Okay. Back in 2004. Mm -hmm. So we were both on a service and I, no, 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 (laughs) definitely not Craigslist. She was on American singles, which I think is still around yet. And I was on a service, I believe is called like dream mates or something weird like that. And they offered a 99 cent, all you, you can match up and talk to people for three months offer. And I figured out ah, what the hell I'll give it a shot. And on the very last day of my thing, all the people I had talked to all had profile pictures. Mm-hmm. She was the only one that I was a hundred percent matched with that didn't have a profile picture that I decided to, what the heck it's the last day I gave it a shot and we connected right up and uh, we've been married since 2005. Wow. So seven, almost 17 years. That's yep. a great story, actually. That's a I good. I love that. That sounds like it'd yep. be a good commercial for like and, uh, okay Cupid the, or some of and, those. And when I saw your post about how you proposed to Roxy, I don't know if I can one up it, but I think <laughs> I can be right level with it. Whoa! I got my wife into scuba diving. Uh And uh, so she started scuba diving with me that year in 2004. Well, I proposed to her underwater. Wow. I had on my equipment, I had what essentially it's like a like a a magna doodle, if you know what those are. On there, hidden underneath one side of it, it said, Jennifer Rose, will you marry me? And when we got to a spot where it was like wide open, there was not a whole lot of interruptions. I had the ring attached to my vest and I flipped the card over. I handed her the ring and I showed her the sign. Wow. Wow. That I love yep. that. Where here's, was this? This was in Wisconsin. This was in Sturgeon Bay in Door County. Okay. Wow. So here's my thoughts on proposals because we've gotten that when we tell our proposal story, we've gotten varying feedback and one of the things one of the main things we get is wow like you really screwed it up for me when I go to try to propose to my fiance or whatever but I always feel like every proposal is so unique and typically it's so unique to each couple that no matter how big or small the gesture is and the moment is it's unique and it's beautiful. And every proposal is wonderful in my book. I mean, obviously I'm partial to mine, but (laughs) I don't think people should feel the pressure. Yeah. Yeah. And that being said, I mean, some people want other people around and some people just want it to be just a solo event. Like for you guys, obviously like the nightlife and everything is very important to you. Mm -hmm. My wife and I, we're both from very small places. Yeah. Like my closest neighbor is my father-in-law and he's like a quarter mile away from my house. Mm -hmm. Right. I didn't want anybody around it. Neither did she. So yeah. It's wonderful. But I did, uh, like Chuck, I did ask for permission from her folks. And it was funny because uh, I asked her mom first and her mom was dumbfounded. She's like, I don't know. Go ask Jen's father. She didn't even give me an answer. Wow. 
So she's going to lay yeah. it on him. Like, all right. Yeah. So, and I had already been waiting several days to build up the nerve in order to ask. Right. And so here I asked and then I got no answer. So I went and found her father. And, and of course he was all for it. He loved me to death. And later on that day, she comes back and she's like, well, what did he say? Oh, <laughs> and nice. I told him, well, yeah, he was all for it. And she's like, oh, okay. Nice. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's like I almost I had to pressure her into saying yes. Wow. Now, yeah. I, I'm just realizing something. I either have a bury the lead moment or I have, I just screwed up in general. Now, on the form, it literally says beekeeping slash saltwater fish. Yes, sir. I had saltwater fish aquariums for 12 years. Mm. Oh, nice. Yep. Yeah. I got my mom down that path. We never got to saltwater. She wanted to so bad. I wanted it's one. Ex- it's expensive. Right. Exactly. My dad knew that. And so, <laughs> no, we started out with just a simple, like small, what are they? 10 gallons, like the regular yep. little mm-hmm. tiny things. Yep. And then, but she went immediately. We had like a 65 gallon, then a 75 gallon. Oh. Yeah. yeah. I was, was close to 300 gallon wow. by the time I was done. I had a 125, six foot display tank. I had a 75 foot just strictly hard corals tank. And then I had my breeder tank in the basement, so which, basically was, also, had an which was all my sump. <laughs> I, I, pretty close. I mean, I, there was a local fish club around here and we held meetings at my house. Wow. Fish clubs? What do you, yeah. what do you talk about? Fish. Uh, well, you. I mean, it's no different than the littles. I mean, yeah, what do we sure. go to the bar and to talk about? That's yeah. true. Yep. yep. All right. And we already have to almost take a quick break. But real quick, how did you get into Tony? How did you become a little? PTI. Obviously, not being from anywhere in the the Northeast area, I had never even knew that he was a newspaper writer. I knew of him from PTI and I had and some ESPN. I knew of Wilbon more than Tony originally, just because he's from the Chicago area and yeah. I I had actually heard of him. But I've been watching PTI since episode one. I remember from the first time where he couldn't even say "pardon the interruption" correct <laughs> or no, the PTI correct. That's right, because he wouldn't even say "pardon the interruption." Right. Because he hated the name so much. Right. I think he said PDI the first time nice. or PTE or I forget what it was, but I know he had to correct himself mid sentence. Right. And you just stumbled yep. upon the podcast from that? Well, I stumbled across the podcast actually in 2020. If you look at the paper, I also had put that I started listening to a podcast called My Dad Wrote a Porno. Yes. And I oh my was gosh. recommended to that by my Marcothon Running Club. Are you kidding me? Uh, we've met I, those guys. We they Have came, you really? You've you've yeah. met Jamie, James, and yes, Alice? They came oh to Oh my God. I <laughs> oh I'm so jealous. They came to <laughs> you're gonna laugh. A bunch of my friends are fans, and one of them happened to be the commissioner of our Broadway show Bowling League. No she, yes, way. They were in town in New York City doing a live podcast recording, and so she invited them to come to bowling. And so they all came to bowl with us that night. Yeah. Outstanding. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a yeah, that's a good podcast. <laughs> and it's funny because you're the first person I've talked to that's even remotely heard of the podcast. Oh. When, when I tell people, they're just like, you're listening to a smut? podcast yeah well but it's it's different it's a little different i don't know how oh, to explain i love it, it but yep. yeah yep. yeah I, I love it it's it's not smut at all because it's porn but it's not erotic at right. all <laughs> yeah right no no it's it's totally different i don't it's, know how to explain it but yeah, they've had multiple it's seasons like he has no idea what the human anatomy even looks like right it's like he's right. never done anything before right <laughs> right but very clever Clever Hilarious. idea, clever everything. Yeah, I kind of gone away from it. You know, it, it was you know it was one of those. It was a big hit when it first came out, yeah. and then it kind of petered down. But um, well, you yeah, also got into so I've many stuck others with it all the way through. Yep, yeah, I, and I still listen to it. Yeah. So. Oh, good, 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 good. All right. Well, listen, you can stick around, right? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, And it's funny with that because I just heard the episode with Steve where he's like, has anybody ever told you no? Or I just want to be like, no, I'm good. No. See ya. Bye. (laughs) Yeah. We've been waiting. No, I can. Yeah, I can definitely wait. Okay. All right. Cool. Let's take a quick break. We'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Hi, this is Heather in Wisconsin, and you're listening to the Loyal Little Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are here meeting Jason Massart. And we are in, I mean, we just have so much more to get into. Bold. Usually when I come back, I just say, hey, we have Jason here. 
I don't even attempt the last name usually. Good, good on you. Thank you. Now, Jason, we didn't get into this at all, I'm guessing, but I never like to assume. Uh, what is your fandom? What's your favorite sport? What teams do you root for? Well, it's going to be confusing because I grew up 25 miles from Lambeau Field. I actually grew up in Door County, Wisconsin, a really, really small uh, rural town. Doesn't even have a population. It's so small, actually. But I grew up hating the Green Bay Packers. Every person in my family is a diehard Packer fan, and I think that's part of my hatred towards them. I am a diehard Chicago Bears fan. I have a a Bears tattoo. There is no going back from it. Wow. Um, Yeah. That's Um, legit. Yep, I've committed a, to a life of no quarterback dude, maybe, Bared I guess him. is the word for it. <laughs> yeah, one in there. And yeah, I gotta yeah, be honest. I've, I've, I've got hopes. I've, I've got hopes for Justin Fields. I was young. Was McMahon even really that good? No. I didn't think he, so. He was good in terms of a Bears quarterback. He was Manning his last year, right? Like, he didn't screw up the game. It was the defense that exactly. won. Exactly, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, it was, well, there's a reason they were called Monsters in Midway. It wasn't that they were... They weren't the greatest show on turf like right. the, the Rams were. Yeah. They were, uh, here's the ball, hand it to sweetness, and don't screw up the game. Throw right. it nine times a game and hopefully complete seven. I mean, he looked cool, though. I remember yeah. McMahon. Yeah, the headband and the... And the glasses. And, and, yeah. and God, he hated Roselle so much. <laughs> I loved it so much. <laughs> now, Bear's tattoo, how did that go yes. over? Is the wife a football fan? She is a Packer fan, sunshine fan, I guess is the best okay. way to say it. Right. She'll watch the games. Uh-huh. She'll root for whoever she thinks is the quarterback at the time. Uh-huh. So, right. But uh, other than for Bears fan, I'll watch baseball. I just find it's just too darn slow for me. I grew up being a Brewers fan, but I mean... I could take it or leave it. My parents are diehard Brewers fans. They watch it every single night it's on. I'm a huge college football fan. I'm a, I'm a Badger fan, obviously. That's That I grew up being because Badgers were good back in the 90s. Sure. And they've been good ever since, too. But uh, my college basketball is my pride and joy. Yeah, um, I was I, thinking that. I, yeah. I didn't grow up a Badger fan. I've kind of evolved into one because they were horrible when I was growing up. But, I mean, they're they're the state team, so I've kind of followed them. But here's the confusing part. I am a Wake Forest and a Duke fan, and it's for different reasons. I'm a Wake Forest fan because of Tim Duncan. I loved him all the way through college, Mm -hmm. and like you, I became a Spurs fan kind of somewhat while he was there. So I I was a Spurs fan for pros while he was there, but since then I'm not even really much an NBA fan. Mm -hmm. I'm a Duke fan because of Coach K. And a lot of people don't like Duke because of Coach K. And I think that's part of the reason that I am a fan of it. So after this season, I don't know what I'm going to be for college. It'll probably just be a Wake and a Badger fan because I actually hate Duke, but I love Coach K. So it's confusing for me. Well, you got to respect. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess you don't. Oh, the man's won five uh, NCAA tournament championships. I mean, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Now, you have something else on your form here. And I'm going to be a little pissed if I was literally like 10 blocks away and didn't go, but you did. You have the six-time overtime game in 09. Are we talking about Madison Square Garden? I'm guessing you are. We are. And it's interesting because my wife was nine months pregnant, and we actually checked into the hospital on March 12th of 2009. And she went into labor that night, but she obviously, being as our, it was our first child, a masculine child, might I add, it took a while. Yeah. Well, she was in labor and she was comfortable. So we sat and watched the entire six overtime Syracuse versus UConn game. And she watched the entire game with me. Wow. Oh, okay. So All you weren't... six overtime. Oh, but you weren't there. Okay. No, 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 no. I was not there. <laughs> but I remember the date because that was the day before my son was born. And it ended up becoming the day my son was born because the game went so, so insanely long. Wow. long. wow. Okay. Now, that my memories of that was I was sitting in my apartment on 10th Avenue, and oh my gosh, I'll never forget. It, when it game ended, it went to overtime. I was on the phone with someone. I was like, maybe I should go down and see if I can get in. Because, <laughs> you know, some people people left, and sure. then it got to two overtimes. I'm like, this is crazy. I'm like, but I kept saying to myself, by the time I get down there, it's going to be over. It's going to be over. And I'm going to be mad at myself for even going Six all the way. Six overtimes Now, later. when I say all the way down there, yes, Bob Walsh, it's like 20 blocks away. <laughs> so, you know, that's, you know. Um, but anyway, uh, I never went and six overtimes later, oh my God. But you know, I had my window open. It was, you know, spring. It was, you could hear 
the bar because you know it's Syracuse, we're in yeah. New York City, so oh, yeah. the bars outside were doing nuts. You yeah. know, the whole, oh, I'm I'm yeah. certain of it, and it wasn't like it was just a defensive struggle. Oh my God, they were hitting shot after shot. Yeah. It's like neither team could miss. Wow, it was yeah, quite the experience, and I'm kind of yeah, bummed yeah. I didn't even try to go down. And you oh. know, nowadays you could never do that, like sneak mm-hmm. in. I thought you were going to say that your wife was in labor, but it wasn't going to happen anytime soon. So she told you, it's okay if you want to go to the game. (laughs) That's where I thought you were going. No, If I would have had that opportunity, I can guarantee she probably would kill me, especially being it was our first child. Yep. (laughs) Yep. All right. Well, listen, we got to keep so much on this form. Let's keep going because we got to get to some fun, dumb questions. But because of what we do, it also says singing musical experience. I do. Yeah. In high school, all the way through school, I was big into vocals. I was in four musicals through high school. The first year was The Wiz. I know you guys are familiar with that one. Yeah. I was in Meet Me in St. Louis, um, Brigadoon. And my senior year in high school, because we had such a strong male vocal um, 76. Uh, no, you, you're close though. Guys and dolls. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I got I have that in common with uh, Scott Moffat because yeah. I know he said he was in that too. Yeah. Yeah. Great shows. Oh, yep. those are. I love me some. St- a lot of people don't like Meet Me in St. Louis, and mm-hmm. especially the stage. Yeah, I wasn't crazy are... about Meet Me in St. Louis. I, I really despised Brigadoon. It was just really? slow for me. Yeah, it was oh. just too slow for me. Oh wow. I get that. Yep. Yeah. I get yep. that. It is such. It's. It's a romantic. It's a beautiful. Have you seen the movie with Gene Kelly and Sid Charisse? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. I've I've watched all four of them. Yeah. Yeah. But in Guys and Dolls, I I played Arvide Abernathy. So I I had one of the lead roles. Cool. All right. And then finally, we have to get into this. Now, am I saying this right? Markothon? Yeah, that's correct. Markothon. I've never heard of Um, this. So go into this. Well, I actually went through a fairly extreme weight loss. I dropped 104 pounds back in 2017 to 2018, and I took up running. So like you, where you've talked about your weight loss before, you just have an abundance of energy all of a sudden. So in uh, 2018, I joined a group that's based in the UK. There you go, Simon. Nobody talks about the UK. <laughs> and, uh, and I joined a group called Markothon. Markothon, what they do is in the month of December, which is a very, very hard time of the year for everybody to get out and exercise, they have a thing where 25 minutes or three miles every single day. You have to run, not walk, not ride a bike. You have to run 25 minutes or three miles every single day for the entire month of December. And I've done it every single year from 2018 till this past year. I, I did it again. Oh, wow. That's a And it's thing. ridiculously hard to do, especially like on Christmas yeah. or New Year's where you've had a few drinks from a Christmas party, <laughs> knowing that, oh, crap, I got to go home and run tonight. Mm. No, I'd get it out of well, the Well, that way. was going to be my question. When do you prefer to run? Yeah. What time of day? I, well, I usually run after work because I, I don't know if you guys know this, but I work really weird hours. I work from 3.15 in the morning till 3.30 in the afternoon. Whoa. Oh. Yeah, so I work four 12-hour days is what I work. So when I get home about 4 o'clock in the afternoon, and so about 4.30, I quick jump on the, well, in the wintertime, it's typically the treadmill. Mm. So I jump on the treadmill and I quick get my runs in. Yeah, wow. Wow, that's a weird. Well, my schedule is supposed to be 5 to 3.30, but for like the last two years, we've had so much work that mm. I've been on mandatory overtime for almost two years now. Wow. We thought we had weird hours. I know. (laughs) No, you guys do have weird hours. I've seen what actors do, and and I've heard enough about your six-day work week with your one day off being a travel day. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) It is what it is. What we do for love. Yeah. But I mean, you know, like I'm going to make people angry now and tell them the trade-off is during the week when you... Now, there are sometimes Wednesday matinees. Yeah. But most times, Mm -hmm. if you have a normal Tuesday through Friday and then four-show weekend like you do on tour... I mean, we work three hours. Right. I mean, I work three hours on Wednesday. I work three hours on Thursday. Yeah. I work three. I mean, you can't beat that. You know, I mean, and you go and you do a show and you go home. Yep. So, I mean, it's the trade-off. Yeah. That's the trade-off yeah. to then not having weekends off right. and not being and you able go to go through... to anybody's weddings or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, you do so. go through sometimes brutal rehearsal schedules. Oh, yeah. The rehearsal and, and, and tech is a nightmare. Tech, 
they yeah. call it 10 out of 12s. So yeah. you're working like you said, like what you Those do. Those are actually 12, going away now, though, because 12 they're hours, so brutal. Yeah. yeah. 12 hours a day, you in. get two hours between breaks and dinner or lunch, whatever hap- whatever yeah. way they divvy up the breaks. But you're literally working and you're at the theater in the dark, teching a show for 10 out of 12 hours. Yeah. 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 It's brutal. Yeah. yeah. So we'll end on that. It's yeah. brutal. No. <laughs> Yeah, I, I agree. Just like this interview was not brutal. Yes. So there you go. Yes. So yeah, Jason, no, I, I enjoyed it. But, uh, well, we're not done yet. Oh, I know I'm not done. <laughs> oh, I'm, oh, okay. This is the All part right. I've been waiting for. Oh. And I, I, I remember I teased it on the on oh, my right. thing. Yeah, on the email. Absolutely. All right. Well, Roxy, you want to kick it off? Oh boy! If you could live in any TV home, what would it be? I have been waiting so long to be able to answer this. Oh, good. Uh, the very first time I heard it, I knew my answer was going to be right away. I would want to live in the Adams Family Mansion Ooh. because that place changes every single time you saw it. The original one, <laughs> not the movie one. Okay. It was, I mean, Lurch's answer to the door always threw me for a loop where you rang. <laughs> that was really so, good. <laughs> I, I mean, clearly you're answering the follow-up. You'd want to live with the family. Oh, yes. Yeah. You have to. There's no way you'd want to live in that place all by yourself. Right. Oh, no. Now, that's true. Side, did you ever see the musical? I did. Yeah, I did. And it was really good. I'm a fan more of the TV show than I was of the movie, but I'm way more a fan of the musical than I was of the movie the itself. Movie, so right. for me, it's TV, sh- the original TV show, not yeah. the, the one where it was the newer people, then the musical, then the newer one, then it would be the movie. So. The, like the Adams family values and stuff. Yeah, so. yeah. All right. Well, speaking of Adams family, we <laughs> actually saw this on your form too. Haunted house volunteer work. What is that about? Well, it's uh, it's funny. My parents actually helped run a haunted house back near my home in Door County. Um, it was called the Haunted Mansion, and for 13 years they did that. So my family and my kids, they've pretty much grown up doing haunted house work. It would stay open through the entire month of October, first week all the way to the last week in October. Wow. So if you check out any of my profile pictures, you'll get to see me in a 10-foot uh, tall monster costume. Nice. Wow. The only haunted house I've been to is the one in Disney World. And even that oh, one the scared Haunted me. Mansion. The yeah. Haunted Mansion, yeah. That's not so bad. Yeah, yeah was... I was scared every time. Yeah. <laughs> well, the one my parents used to help run, it was uh, voted best in the northeast part of Wisconsin for like 11 years in a row. Oh, wow. So That's it, was, awesome. it, it was It was good. They had a lot of money invested into it. Wow. Nice. Yep. Cool. All right. If you woke up tomorrow and it was 2002, what advice would you give to yourself? Ooh. Don't get fat. <laughs> <laughs> At that time, I was actually working out probably four or five days a week. I did strength training for a while. Mm-hmm. And once I dropped the strength training, that's where I started putting on weight. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. All right. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you be? I cannot believe this has never been said, but Scrooge McDuck from DuckTales. Oh. Who the hell wouldn't want to swim in a freaking money bin? <laughs> <laughs> That is excellent. I mean, that's a good, yeah. That is excellent. I'm Seriously, to... you've got a money bin that's bigger than most of the buildings that I've ever seen, full of coins, yeah. and the guy could just swim and dive through it. And truth be told, I had only started listening to the podcast right around maybe uh, second week of February. Okay. And oh. I only have three of your episodes left. Oh, what? Whoa. Yeah, I, I have all day at work where I'm pretty much by myself, so I listen to podcasts all day. Wow. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, we thought Eric Barnes was catching up. Yeah, I know. When, when he was talking about that, because I actually have that in my thing. But yeah, I can usually plow through between 15 or so episodes of any podcast a day. Whoa. Okay. Well, all right. So that actually was on your form. So let's yeah. mix this up a little bit. Your other followed podcast. I did not realize it was that kind of, I mean, wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So what? So we know your my dad wrote a porno and yep um I listened podcast. to several beekeeping podcasts okay. Oh, okay that's how I actually hear PTI now cuz mm-hmm. I don't watch the show anymore because like I said the woman to I'm related by marriage she doesn't really care for the orange man yeah she'll tolerate him but it's not her cup of tea 
I used to listen to Around the Horn, not so much anymore. Mm-hmm. There's several other ones, okay. but those are the big ones. When I first started listening to the Tony one, though, I had 375 to catch up on, and I've actually knocked all of those out. I have like two left. Wow. But I listen to his the day that it comes out, and then I go back and listen to the old ones in order. Gotcha. So I've, I'm just about caught up to him. Wow. That is impressive. Yep. Well, thank you, yeah. first of all, mm-hmm. for being a loyal yep. listener. That's fantastic. And thank you for like sticking with us through our our yeah, dark days the in the bad beginning audio phase. <laughs> well and honestly I, I never noticed i never noticed that the audio was bad i, I actually thought it was pretty good all the way through oh, i i right. may, maybe it's maybe it's just my my headphones that i use but maybe. i've never noticed i've never noticed it it's great he's just trying to butter us i know we're gonna <laughs> ask you more questions don't worry <laughs> uh, how about crunchy or smooth peanut butter oh Definitely creamy. I don't know who could ever eat crunchy. And it's funny because my wife was wait, wait, a diehard wait, wait. Oh, crunchy oh, oh. fan. What do you mean who? Yeah, I the know. The people you do. that call it peanut butter. That's oh, who. Please. It's peanut it, it butter. It has the word butter in it. Exactly. It also has the word nuts in it. So you're proving my point. Thank you. Yeah. Okay, moving and, on. And it's just creamed up nuts. That's <laughs> yes, all it is. I agree 100%. Yeah. Now, but it's, okay, so here's the twist. All right. The woman to whom I'm related by marriage, she was a diehard crunchy peanut butter fan. Since we keep creamy peanut butter, we actually kept Skippy creamy with honey in it. Mm. And she has completely switched. Oh, because of the honey. It's really sweet. There's no difference in calories compared to the other one, but it's really, really sweet. Mm. And she actually doesn't care for the, the nuts anymore. But here's a little twist for you related to that. This side of the state has an odd thing for funeral food. They do this for pretty much all the funerals. I don't know if it's a Norwegian thing or what, because there's a lot of Nords on this side of the state. Mm -hmm. They do rye bread with cheese Whiz with stale potato chips. Stale potato chips? Sorry, what? Cheese Whiz? Stale potato chips. I I don't know if it has to be stale, but she does potato chips. And I know Roxy likes doing chips on her stuff with your peanut butter and jelly. Yep. It's Apparently really it's good. It's I don't know. Really I don't know if I in her defense, we've had numerous people come on and say, "Oh yeah, absolutely." Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like, well, okay. maybe I'll have to give it a whirl just to try. It. Although, to be perfectly honest, I don't eat a whole lot of chips. Yeah. So. Gotcha. Yeah. I don't either. But when I make a PB and J, I like to have at least a small bag of chips handy so that I could put them on it. <laughs> wow. Can I say one side note? Yeah. Ketchup on a brat should be a criminal offense. Um. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. I don't do it. I, I use steak sauce. Uh-huh. Yeah, I know. I Well, there's Look. people who put the ketchup on it. Oh, I see it and I cringe. Ooh. Okay. Well, here's the thing. If I'm at like Yankee Stadium and they never have steak sauce, unfortunately... So I will put Rude. either mustard or ketchup because you have to, I have to have a condiment on it. And yeah, it's those just are one of those the things. go-tos. And for me, ketchup should be the sixth food group in yep. my opinion. So, you know. Yeah, you and my kids would get along great. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Jason, we can't thank you enough. This has been fantastic for taking the time to come on and meet the Littles. Uh, well, this has been anything... outstanding for me. Thank you. Oh, it's our pleasure's ours. Can we plug anything for you? What's coming up for you? Well, um, really, the only thing is if anybody's interested in doing that Marcothon event, there is a Marcothon Facebook group. You can mention me. And like I said, it's every December. That's my big claim to fame. I, I love doing it. It's a lot of work. But if anybody's interested, it's a heck of a group to join. Oh, nice. And are you on Twitter and all that stuff? I am. I've only recently started doing it just since I started following you. Um, my Twitter thing is J-R-Mass, M-A-S-S, one, two, three. All right. Well, thanks again. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. All right. Over or under? Over. Over. It has to be over. I don't know how anybody can do under. You have to two-hand it just to do under. Two-hand it? Yeah, kind of. Well... You gotta hold it to be able to even tear the paper. See, I beg to differ, <laughs> but I'm adaptable, as we all know. Yes. So I won't go into that. But I do, di- yeah. I do beg to differ on that. I'm, one. I'm with you, sir. I'm right with you. <laughs> and I will change it at people's houses. Ah, so you'll chuck Todd it. Excellent. I will all the time. Nice. Even strangers. Not that you would find yourself well, in their if, house. If it's, if it's a stranger, they're not going to know me anyways. That's yeah, true. true. <laughs> Very true. It's getting bad because at work, it's now gotten to the point where I get annoyed if the paper towel is hung under. Oh. Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. I, yeah. I don't think ours could be hung wrong. At, at work, we've it's got up, the dispensers. Yep. Yep. Stands mm-hmm. up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, All right. 
passionate about your toilet paper. Now, now okay. we just got to get you on the uh, crunchy peanut butter and we'll be all set. Your wife was right. <laughs> well, you should always listen not... to your wife. That's what I'm told. <laughs> well, she's actually listened to me on this one. She That's what I'm saying. Her. Okay. <laughs> well, Jason, thanks again. We really appreciate the time. Thank you very much, guys. All right, all you loyal littles, we'll be right back. Hi, I'm Don from Biloxi, Mississippi. You're listening to Loyal Littles Podcast from the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And thank you, Jason, again, for coming on to meet the Littles. So much fun, Roxy. Yep. As always. Yep. They're always so much fun. Let's burn through this, Roxy. We got to get to your... What are we calling it? A glorified weekend? It was like four or five days for Pete's sakes. It wasn't just a weekend. It wasn't four or five days. I, think it was. I you mean, left I was on Wednesday. You got back on Monday. Sunday. Sunday. All right. <laughs> Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I believe that's five days, Roxy. Not full. Not full. Oh, not full. Oh, my, my bad. All right. Let's just keep rolling okay. here. So let's get to the emails. We had a lot of good stuff. First of all, based on last episode, Bobby Godfrey writes in and says, hell yes on Trivia Night. Let's make it happen. Here's some fun trivia. Gibbons are native to Southeast Asia, and they are apes, not monkeys. And I agree, they are adorable. Ah. So then we heard from Steve, the great and flavorful, great episode, FYI, Wisconsin fun facts for the episode. Frank Caliendo is from the Milwaukee area, and the film Back to School was filmed at UW in Madison, University oh. of Wisconsin. And he writes, as always, hashtag fear the deer. <laughs> now, and he has a PS. I'm not sure if you realized it, but when Matt said that he would want Sasha Baron Cohen to play him in the movie of his life, your response was very nice. In what sounded like Borat's voice. If that wasn't intentional, it was serendipitous. If it was intentional, brilliant. Well, I, I kind of want to say it was, if you're going to call me brilliant, I'm going to want to kind of want to say it was intentional, but it really wasn't. No, and I had to go back. I had to go back and listen to that. And he was kind of right. I, and I'm not even a big Borat fan. So yeah. it wasn't like, yeah. I've seen one of those movies mm -hmm. and it just wasn't my thing, mm -hmm. which is kind of interesting because we're going to get to something else in a little bit here. Then we heard from Sully, but it really wasn't a what now Sully moment. Okay. He just wrote, he, we were talking about the, the Krispy Kreme yeah. run that I was interested in doing he yep. says what about a beer mile a beer mile is a one mile 1.6 km drinking race combining running and speed drinking <laughs> typically the race takes place on a standard 400 meter quarter mile running track the race begins at the one mile starting line with the consumption of a 12 u.s fluid ounce 355 milliliters beer followed by a full lap around the track the second lap continues in a similar manner another 12 ounce beer is consumed before commencing the running on the second lap this process is repeated for the next two laps. Following the completion of the fourth lap and four beers, a competitor has finished the race. In North America, 12 ounces of beer are consumed from a can or bottle every lap. A set of rules has been defined and published by BeerMile.com. The current world record holder is Canadian figures. Corey <laughs> Belmore, who won this third world title on October 23rd, 2021, with a time of 4 minutes 28.1 seconds. Wait, is that right? What? He broke his own record of four minutes. This has to be four. You can't run a four-minute mile, can you? Four minutes, 33.6 seconds, which he set in San Francisco. Or is that how long it took him to drink the beer? No, it can't be It can't be four hours. I mean, it's a mile. No. San Francisco in 2017. That's from selling from... Wow. I know. That probably is right. There's some fast... I mean, a my... A four-minute mile? Sure. Yeah. But with drinking the beer, that's amazing. That's I would never amazing. participate in that because I would probably yeah, no, get you, super sick, but yeah, I would be, be interested that. to watch that. Oh, and then Sully also wanted us to know that Skippy Foods LLC has recalled more than 9,000 cases of peanut butter due to the possibility of steel fragments in some jars, which uh, uh, brought up some good uh, okay. crunchier, smooth topics uh, on the old Twitter page. Of course. <laughs> so, Yikes. Okay. And then we heard from Brendan New Jersey, and he says, okay, not that I give a crap about the Oscars. And he says, don't say, but aren't you a movie guy? But the Best Picture category was expanded up to 10, not guaranteed 10, in 2010 to give the ceremony a more populist bent. In the 30s and 40s, 8 to 12 nominees were actually the standard. Hmm. I did not know that. I so like that's a lot. Oh, it is. That's well, like nominating everything. We grew up on like four, I yeah. think it was, which I yeah. always liked because it was, I mean, sometimes it's hard to get just four right. if it's a good year. But right. then there's years where you're like, now they're just throwing random yeah. names in. So it's, it's kind of weird. And he said it had something to do with there was a significant outcry when Slumdog Millionaire, a film that was very nearly direct-to-video, won Best Picture, and The Dark Knight, a big movie in every sense of the word, was not even nominated. Yeah. So I think that had... He's, Got it. I think he's saying that is what had to do with raising it back up to the 10. Right. Uh, it doesn't have to be 10. 
I think that's the key point there for me anyway, because right. They have the spots, but they don't all have to be filled, but they're there. Yeah, they're there. And then we heard from Jenny, right? Yeah. We, she's, we yeah. heard from her in a while. I know. Hi, Jenny. Uh, she says, I've heard you mention the disdain you have for teams that don't play in the city or state for which they're named. Why is it that you've never mentioned the Washington Commanders football team? They haven't played in D.C. since the 90s. Huh. Interesting. Well, I didn't. Chuck. Well, wait now. In my defense, she tweeted that at us. And Brendan uh-huh. Jersey actually said it came up on his episode a little bit. He yeah. Brought, I guess he brought it up. Yeah. So it's still on me, I guess. But, you know, I don't know. I just never. I mean, D.C. is D.C. Yeah, it's, it's like, like its own little thing. And it's so small. Yeah. I mean, it's a big city, but it's. And there's a ton that I don't bring up. I, I, I can see where it would be hard to have a stadium in Washington, D.C. proper, I right. guess. Well, they do. So, it. I mean, they have like indoor. Yeah, well, anyway, I don't know. I'm sorry. I, I, <laughs> didn't, I didn't mean to like miss out, leave out trashing D.C. Right. You know, the, the Washington Commanders. as I, I still think I'm going to call them the football team. Mm-hmm. But anyway, then finally we heard from Steve Tashir. And he says, I've been catching up on some podcasts and have a few comments. One, the Wild Smiths were fantastic. Loved it. <laughs> as did we. Yep. Number two, Saliza is also very good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Love the bit about his kids and how they think he was something when people say, eat it, Saliza. Yeah. Yeah. Then number three, putting the milk in first is just ridiculous. I add raspberries and blueberries first, then cornflakes, the best cereal, topped with a few Crispix, the second best cereal, and then carry the bowl over to the kitchen table and then pour on the milk, full fat for this former dairy farmer. Uh Uh-huh. Too many spills otherwise. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Okay. Now, I would like to bring this up. Nobody wrote in saying, oh, I admit it. I Mm -hmm. pour the milk in, Mm -hmm. then the cereal. Because we all, I think we all agree that this is crazy. However... Chuck has an interesting little tidbit I'd like to bring up and ask a question. What about if you go back for seconds? Because hmm. I do this. Do you empty the bowl? Do you drink the milk that's in the See, bowl? See, Chuck, I can't drink milk. Now, that sounds insane considering I put milk in the cereal because obviously yeah, I consume Yeah, it's more of like some... a coating on the cereal. Yeah, so yeah. I leave. Now, obviously, some of it soaks in the cereal and stuff like that. But right. I eat that. But then the milk stays in the bowl. Now, when I was a kid, I used to then go pour it in the kitty dish for the kitty. Aww. So it didn't go to waste. That's so nice of yeah, you. Yeah, the kitty loved it. Aww. Okay. So, yeah, it's something you didn't know, I don't think, I didn't Roxy. know that. We're learning new things every day, I Roxy. love it. But now, as an adult, and I get hungrier, I guess, I now sometimes go back for seconds and Roxy, I pour it directly. I don't want to waste the milk, so I pour it into the milk. Mm-hmm. I just realized that over mm-hmm. the when we were talking about it, I didn't think about Interesting. that. Interesting. And I don't go back for seconds every time. No. It depends on the cereal, depends how hungry I am. But when I do it, and then of course, because some of the milk has gone away because it was soaked in, I then pour more milk on top. But I, I don't pour that milk out and then start over. Interesting. Yeah. So I'm What that, say you, I'm, Littles? I'm the freak. <laughs> I'm that guy. All right, Roxy. It's time. I'm still recovering. Roxy's still recovering here. She had a great time. (laughs) Yeah. My sister-in-law planned this whole weekend and I think she's your maid of honor. She's my maid of honor. Now I might've mentioned this before back in, let's say 2018, 2019, when we first got engaged and the topic of a bachelorette came up, I didn't really want one because I thought weekend long parties, whatever were kind of, I don't know. I just wasn't into it, but then COVID happened and took away my choice to say no. <laughs> so then I'm like, dang it. Now I want one. So sure enough, my sister-in-law, she planned an incredible weekend getaway. We were up in the Berkshires and it was super chill, but I didn't sleep. I was too excited. I had FOMO, fear of missing out. Seriously, like the night before I left, I didn't sleep. I was too excited. I felt like I was going to Disney World. And then every night after that, I was just so happy and so I just felt so loved this weekend. Everyone that was there, my friends, my cousins that were there, I just, they made me feel so special. And each one of these people have such an important meaning to my life that having them all there was just, I was just too excited to sleep. Well, you must have felt loved because I barely heard from you all weekend. I know. And I was like, I wonder if this was flipped. If I went on a bachelor party like to Vegas (laughs) and Roxy doesn't even get like barely a a text message. I barely got text messages. We did talk one time, I think. Twice. I FaceTimed you. Twice? Yeah. Really? I thought it was once. And I texted you and I sent Uh, you video. Once in a blue moon. Barely ever. We went for a really, really miniature hike and I sent him a video like I was looking for an immunity idol from Survivor. Yeah. Yeah. And then she also says, oh, and there's been a missing persons in these woods and they're still missing, sadly. Sadly, yes. Um, But I'm like, okay, that's the last I heard from her. For like then, (laughs) she ghosts me for like a day. So I'm like, holy crap, what's going on? You know, are you okay? I'm like, I hope you're, I'm, I'm assuming you're okay and all that. You know, and I'm trying to be cool. 
But you know, I was thinking, I think it is a little different because we were already married. Yeah. So it's a little different. I think checking with your husband, wife is different than just, well, I guess your fiance, it's same kind of thing, mm-hmm. but you know what I mean? It yeah. just felt a little different. Like we <laughs> normally, I mean, full disclosure, I hope it's not TMI littles, but you know, when we go away, we usually check in every night, you know, just yeah. at least say good night. Oh yeah. You know, just how was your day? Check in, you know, kind yeah. of I know we're still newly married. I know pe- mm-hmm. old married people probably don't do that, right? but um, we do. And uh, yeah, so but here's like- the thing. I get carried away very easily when I'm just like sitting around the fire, playing games, no, talking of course. to my And friends. I wanted to leave you alone. I wanted to like have you let you have your weekend. We would gather around the fire at like, say, eight o'clock. And the next thing I knew it was 6 a.m. <laughs> like what well, happened? does that to you, Roxy? So now can we get to my <laughs> favorite parts? Then we're going to sure. get to a little funny bit when you walked in and you finally came home. Oh, God. Um, but my favorite part of this whole thing is, first of all, shout out to all those ladies. Thank you. Because she hasn't stopped talking about it since she got home. At the so, best time. So she's had a great time. So thank you for all going. I don't even know if they listen to this podcast, but whatever. But just shout out. And the leftovers. Holy crap. She oh came back. Gosh. There's like boxes of wine. There's like wine, champagne. Yeah. There's all this booze. You had some hard liquor in there too. And I was like, holy crap. So, yeah. And I'm not even a huge drinker, but I was like, whoa. Well, okay. we went to a winery slash cider, like hard cider place. And I came home with some different hard ciders. And one of them is actually, it tastes like a pina colada. Chuck, I'm excited for you to try it because it was delicious. Yeah. Yeah. So, and there was a couple beers, right? That's the beer you were talking about? Yeah. The hard cider? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, Tatake, we have to get your opinion. Have you heard that. of it? And you'll be proud of me, Tatake, because I, when she, she goes, I said, did you put it in the fridge? She goes, yeah. I go, but did you turn it upside down? And she's like, oh, was I supposed to do that? And I said, I don't know. I don't I just, know. I remember Tatake telling It didn't us go on a plane. That. So, I think yeah. maybe we're okay. I think we're okay. Anyway, yeah. but yeah, the free booze. Now, she comes home. She's like, oh, I'm on my way. I'm like, okay, that's fine. So, I'm just sitting here you know, Chuck's bachelor it up, you know, I'm, I'm by myself, you know, I didn't have any parties or anything like that, but you know, sometimes I watch things that I know that she's not going to want to watch. Uh-huh. Now get your heads out of the gutter littles. Uh huh. But I walk in and she's like, what the hell is on TV? Well, I came across on, what was it? Paramount plus mm-hmm. jackass forever was on. Ugh. They had it. on. <laughs> sorry. Ugh. But all right. The original jet, this is 20 years old. I couldn't believe it when I thought this through. So I think it's over 20 years old and the franchise meaning. Mm-hmm. And, I remember that first movie and I remember laughing so hard. Now I was much younger, obviously, and on tour. So I had to add a respect for, you know, Johnny Knoxville and those guys. I'm like, you know, this out of respect (laughs) BS. Come on. Well, she came in. She's like, what the bleep are you watching? It was disgusting. I wrote down some of the comments. I don't know where they went, but I wrote down some of the comments she had because they were very funny. But she was not impressed with what I was watching. Not but at I all. It was funny. It's not at all. Some of the, I mean, there's a bunch of them that you're just like, ooh, gross or whatever. But then there's some that are just really funny. Man, not really. Sometimes. It's anyway. not my humor. <laughs> I get it. But anyway, welcome home, Roxy. It's Thank great you. to have you back. It's good to be back. Until you leave again in like three days or something like that. We didn't really, to be honest, want to leave. It was the yeah. best weekend. I wouldn't want to come home to Chuck either. I'm just throwing it <laughs> out there. I don't blame you. So anyway, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCpodnet at G gmail.com we're also on twitter at loyal littles pod we're also on instagram at the loyal littles podcast and don't forget about our facebook page the loyal littles podcast and don't forget to run over to apple and itunes and give us a nice rate and review over there if you listen over there we really appreciate that thank you jason massard again for coming on and meeting the littles thank you craig jones heather garcia and don hammock this episode for our bumpers and also remember if you happen to be shopping online and you happen to be on the website stickgrip.com and or fogfreeeyewear.com. Don't forget to use the code. And also remember, Littles, we know we're not here every Saturday now, but it's not that hard to be a little on Saturday with the Loyal Littles podcast. Dan Byrne, you're the best. Bye, Chuck. Bye, Roxy. Bye, Bye, Littles. Littles. Don't get fat.
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Yes, sir. Oh, yeah.